when I found you. I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, off time drive my name is tyler pino and my name is michael holler long time no chat it's been a fucking while dude um we may as well just get it out of the way michael moved away from new york city yeah somehow so that's why we haven't been doing these very often somehow tyler filed a restraining order and um closest i could be to him at any given time is out of the state so thank you for that tyler that's correct. It was, um, I think, the right thing to do just from a moral standpoint, because I don't like being molested, but it also made it really <laughs> difficult to uh, do the podcast. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's a it's a it's it's something that I'm willing. It's it's just uh, I'll have to deal with it, man. But we decided to come back because are, are you are you, are you calling or for my resignation? Is that what you're doing now? Um, only if you touch ladies butts in a picture. <laughs> Oh, okay. But not if you've molested a child. Yeah, because um, yeah. that's fine. Then you could still run and be uh, Alabama. Actually, no, he lost. He lost. That's he good, lose, right? Yeah. Roy Moore lost. So hooray for uh, you know democracy. Fucking, hooray for common decency, I suppose. Hooray for voters. I don't know why it had to get that far before. Hooray for voters uniting against child molesters. But we are not here tonight to talk about politics. Ah, well, I mean, kind of depending on who you are, this could be. Viewed as politics. We are here to talk well, about something far more life Everything in the age of Donald Trump is a little bit political, including uh, Star Wars. Uh, I mean, let's get this straight. Star Wars has always been a little political. Yeah, but it was always like a real goofy kind of, and it still is. I'm not saying that it's, it's a super political fucking uh, franchise of films. But it was always like that goofy, just good versus evil. Like, uh... No one's arguing that the dark side was right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Make the galaxy great again. Yeah. Uh, but I guess uh, now everything uh, everything is politicized to a degree. And, uh, I, there's still a lot of people complaining like, oh, why is the main character a lady? I'm like, I don't fucking care. Well, you know, it's funny Dude. because like looking back at the original trilogy, I could always like people would be like, oh, but the Empire's evil. And, you know, you can kind of look at that and being like, well... You know, the further out from the core systems they got, the Empire was probably a little more brutal, but for some people there, they could probably enlist the Stormtroopers, because that's the only way they could, you know, not be, like, moisture farmers or some shit. Um, so I always kind of got the Empire, but, like, with the First Order, the First Order is, like, full, like, nope, they're, they're Nazis, they're irredeemable. Well, I thought the Empire, are, are, they're not the Boba Fett clones, then? No, no, um... Are you fucking with me, or do you really want me to explain no, this? No, I, I really do. I, I, I believe we've probably talked about it a million times in the past, but uh, so they're not. They're not. What happened to the Boba Fett clones? Well, apparently, in the Karen Travis uh, Clone Wars era novels, what ended up happening is that Palpatine wanted to consolidate uh, clone manufacturing away 
from Kamino and started manufacturing flash-grown clone troopers uh, on one of Coruscant's moons. And these flash-grown troopers, instead of being like the, the Jango Fett clones who were, you know, grown at half the, or, um, twice the twice the age growth and had like 10 years of training, uh, these flash-grown troopers were ready in like days and had no training whatsoever. And that was kind of the workaround as to why stormtroopers are so terrible. Um, but after so long, like the Jango Fett DNA, since he was now dead, they had to just keep reusing clone DNA. And the more and more they used it, like the worse and worse the product ended up becoming. So they got to the point where they just started enlisting people. Okay, so long story short, the Boba Fett clones sucked, so they stopped using them. That's what I got out of that story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially, it's a truncated version, yeah. Um, so this, uh, I don't, I don't know if you're aware, they, they made a new Star Wars movie. Yeah, Rogue One, right? Um, it's called The Last Jedi. The Return of the Jedi? Rogue One. I, I like almost completely forgot what Rogue One is about, and that's not what this show is about, so we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Um, Did we ever actually end up doing a Rogue One one? We did, but we were so, like, sad because it was right after the election oh. and everybody was just like, oh, no. Was that the one, like, halfway through recording it, you just stopped it and went, I can't do this? I Well, what I will say this, in the year um, since we've been doing these uh, scattered and we haven't really talked about any of that, I think the one thing about that whole fiasco in uh, 2016, the one good thing that I could say is now Trump doesn't scare me anymore. He just he just seems <laughs> he just seems like a doofus, and like more of his like his Trumpiest actions always seem to go south. So it's just like oh okay whatever. I guess I could handle this. We're not all gonna die yet. Well, I mean, we'll see. I've seen the way you react to certain movies, Tyler. I would not be surprised if one day you just had an aneurysm. That's true. That's probably going to be how I die, is watching a really bad movie. Fucking Infinity War comes out. It might be. That's actually why they canceled Infinity War Part 2. Because they knew it would kill you? They were like, God, we don't like this guy very much. He doesn't say very nice things about us, but uh, we don't want him to die. Well, I guess we'll just make one Infinity Wars movie. Well, instead of just deciding not to hire you as an actor, they just decided, fuck it, we don't need a Part 2. Yeah, well, I think they they decided all of the above. Um, I don't know that Infinity Wars trailer. I feel like there's nothing happens in it, right? Uh, we get to see the shitty Spider-Man suit, which I'm assuming is the one that you were talking about at the end of Homecoming, like the Iron Spider looking one. I think it is. It, it don't quote me on that. It's probably mildly different, but it looks about uh, what I was afraid of. Yeah, it looks terrible. But uh, they it looks like they're giving him a spider sense, though, huh? The hair, the hair on his arm stands arm stand up, up, yeah. That's fine. I'm fine. I'm like, I don't hate the MCU as much as I used to. Because I liked Thor Ragnarok. That was a fun little movie. Eh. Um, we're not here to talk about Marvel today, no, we're not. Tyler. We're, we're talking about something far more important today. Far more important. Disney Star Wars. Um... Well, what what did you what, what give me a uh, one sentence review on what you thought of this movie? You saw it a day before I didn't have had a little bit more time to process it all. Yeah, and I 
I had to really kind of take advantage of that because I left the theater not confused, but feeling conflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not upset about a lot of the changes to the universe and the canon that people seem to be upset about. I'm more upset at the superficial level of humor that's been sprinkled throughout the film that just makes it kind of awkward um, for me as a viewer. Uh, But people are pissed. Like, currently sitting on Rotten Tomatoes, this is the lowest rated Star Wars movie in terms of audio score. Yeah, you told me that. You told me that yesterday before I had seen the movie, and I thought, like, no way. Why would it be so low? Um, I thought my first instinct was like, oh, I bet this is a 4chan thing. This is like a, this is some sort of bot attack. Uh, but I, no, I don't think so. I think that this is just a movie that's going to put a big wedge between people. Because I can't even really articulate what it is that I didn't like about it. And I'll say this, I didn't hate it. Um, I thought it was a very different sort of a Star Wars movie. And after Force Awakens, my biggest complaint about that was... It was it felt too like same? A, yeah, it, was, it felt like a soft remake of A New Hope. Um, this one did not feel a whole lot like uh, Empire like Strikes a Star Wars Back. movie at all, yeah. And you know what was actually really funny? In the beginning crawl for The Last Jedi... Uh, one of the sentences at the end of the crawl is like, and the, the resistance is fleeing their base as the First Order tracks them down. Uh, and I saw the trailers for this movie. So I know the giant ATM6s, like the the ATAT looking motherfuckers. Uh, I know that they're in the movie. And someone in the audience, somewhere behind me, audibly groaned when that line came up on screen. Because I think we we're all just not wanting this movie to be The Empire Strikes Back. Like, we don't. We didn't need to see The Empire Strikes Back yeah. again. Right. Uh, and to its credit, the movie was not The Empire Strikes Back again. No. Yeah, I was a little bit worried about that with the trailer, too, because we saw the AT-ATs and we saw the Ice Planet and everything. And I'll say that, like, that was... Uh, it came at the end instead of the beginning. They reversed it. What was this stupid thing that uh, Plinkett talked about in The Force Awakens review where they're talking about... Uh, the the weird fanboy justification for why the prequels suck and how they're secretly genius. Oh, like the the Star Wars ring theory? Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, this is like some ring theory shit. It's just now Hoth is at the end instead of the <laughs> yeah. beginning. Um, but no, I liked that sequence a lot. I think that without having had a whole lot of time to really parse out my feelings about the movie, this was kind of like a roller coaster for me because when it started, I was like, ah, I see the quips that you're talking about. Cause it started like with Poe Dameron and, um, but here, here's the, here's the thing about that quick interjection. Cause I was sitting in the theater hoping that this wouldn't be a Marvel movie. I was hoping that this wouldn't, cause there were a couple moments of the force awakens that I really dislike. And those were the moments, uh, usually coming from John Boyega's Finn. Uh, where he'd just kind of go off the rails for a few yeah, seconds. Yeah, he went a little bit too far in a couple of places. Yeah, and when it started off with the uh, the Poe Dameron thing, like, essentially just trolling Armitage Hux, uh, I, it kind of had to, like, stop and remind myself, like, okay, taking it a step back, this is how Poe was introduced in The Force Awakens. This is how his character acts. So if this is just a joke because it's coming from him... I will be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was not the case. The movie well, continued to be so very 
funny. So very yeah. funny. With that joke, I was fine with that one. Like, because I'd heard about, I, I'd heard, I have some people online that I talk to every once in a while that were talking about this, and um, they were like, oh, it starts with this this, this ridiculous joke. And uh, so I was, I was going in prepped for that. I was like, oh, this is going to make me fucking hate this movie. And that, that, it didn't at all. I was like, okay, this feels in character. Um, it, it went on maybe a hair too long, but that's like a, that's, that's a minor quibble. Um, my biggest problem with the type of humor that they're using in this movie is it's very classically Marvel in that it's... Should we just uh, mention that there's going to be spoilers in this? feel like we should get that out of the way yeah there's spoilers the whole thing's gonna be a spoiler so if you haven't seen it and you don't care then fine if you haven't seen it and you do care then uh shut it off you know but um so there, it's this classically kind of marvel-esque humor there's a video essay that goes around online right now that i like a lot i don't know if i ever uh told you to watch it but it's about why Wonder Woman as a movie works really well and why some of the Marvel stuff works less well that that takes on similar subject matter. And it the way the guy described it, he used the term bathos, which okay. is a poetry term from back when, you know, things like poetry were relevant. And you know, it's like poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> and so basically what it is, is it's a way to let the air out of a scene. Um, and it's almost a sort of a cynical way to kind of crack fun at yourself. And that's what the Marvel movies do a lot. I think that the Marvel movies themselves, they have this desperate fear of coming across as cheesy. Mm -hmm. So they'll undercut it with a joke. As soon as it starts to get real comic booky, they'll be like, no, look, we know this is stupid. We're all, we're all with it. Right. Yeah. But that also kind of hurts my ability to take the film seriously in any capacity because every time i start to get invested in it the movie comes out and explicitly tells me no don't get invested this is dumb yeah absolutely and that was the point of the uh video essay but he specifically used um an example from the sam raimi spider-man i want to say it's in spider-man 2 but i could be wrong i don't remember exactly where in the trilogy it fell where um, Spider-Man, I think it's two, because he stopped being Spider-Man for a while, and he's like, fuck it. And then uh, his something or another happens, there's some big kind of explosion, and he resolves that he's going to go fix it. And you see him as Peter Parker, he's got these glasses on, the glasses fall off his face and shatter, and it's like a yes, really big overdone building, moment. Yeah. yeah, it's a really big, almost cheesy moment, but I think it works really well. And so he compared that to a scene from Doctor Strange, which was almost beat for beat identical. The scene served the same purpose. It was right after, uh, I think he meets uh, fucking Hannibal for the first time and decides he's going to be Doctor Strange. So he puts the cape on all dramatically. And then and, it like, uh, wipes a Then it wipes something his off his face. And it's just like, oh, fuck you, movie. I, I had it. But um, so it lets all the air out of it. And well, so that, I think that's very emblematic of something that Marvel does quite a bit and it's not just that there's humor and that's why i think it's interesting that uh thor ragnarok really didn't bother me all that much because that didn't feel like there was a lot of bathos there was a lot of humor more so than in you know other thor movies even 
but it was a different kind of humor. It was more of a situational humor. It was... Well, with Thor Ragnarok, the problem... Because the problem I have normally with Marvel films and, like, the humor in it is that the humor comes at the expense of the audience being invested in the scene. Right. Uh, but with Thor Ragnarok, I wasn't necessarily a fan of the ending, nor was I necessarily a fan of how the movie started. But yeah, the entire that, middle well, section... it did start off where I was just like, oh, no, I can't believe I'm watching this right now. Yeah, but the, the entire middle do? section... <laughs> Uh, with like Korg, um, mm-hmm. I love that because the movie wasn't trying in any event to take itself seriously. It was more intentionally a comedy than it was an action movie with too much comedy thrown into it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and taken from that direction, it works really well because there's no drama for a quip to diffuse. The scene's already at a rather lax pace. And right. so instead of being like something like Guardians of the Galaxy, where you can have a really dramatic, intense, and emotional scene and have all of that just sidelined by a taser face comment. Yeah. Um, you know, you're just you're invested in the comedy and the dialogue more so than the actions taking place on screen. So it's not necessarily like giving breathing room as in just basically being an open air where you can just breathe freely. Um, the Last Jedi. It felt oddly misplaced to have so much humor because the frame story and the setup and a lot of the issues that the film addresses are very dark very dark and very kind of saddening to people who like the original star wars movie to see such overwhelming disappointment in so many of the characters you know and love uh and i i really enjoyed it but there's so many scenes where Luke Skywalker makes a joke or one of the other supporting characters makes a joke. Like, it, it feels like making a knock-knock joke at a funeral. Like, it's, no matter how funny it is, not the time and the place for it. Well, I think, here's the thing. Like, you go back and you look at the original trilogy um, from a modern perspective. No, but you see, they're so funny. The first Star Wars was a comedy, as according to J.J. Abrams. Right. It's It, it was hilarious. Um... They do seem super cheesy, and I think that that's okay. I don't think that we need to avoid, you know, a movie that doesn't necessarily take itself seriously in the way that something like Batman v Superman takes itself seriously, where it's mm-hmm. like, no, that's that's too much, and you're not really getting the point of the story itself. Um, but Star Wars took itself seriously, yeah, and, and it I mean, was in like... a light, fluffy universe, and it wasn't like, you know, overwhelming. And yes, these movies were for children, and they work really well and play really well to children. But this one, but like when like you're using this Bathos-type humor, and you're letting the air out of it, and you're kind of making fun of the source material as you're going along, the problem is, Star Wars being like such a simple premise, and such like a whimsical premise, if you're going to step outside of the scene every five minutes and tell me, nah, this is all kind of dumb, right? Wink, wink. I'm just going to think, oh yeah, no, this is real dumb. This is a dumb movie. And I'm not going to be able to get invested in it. And I think that was what happened a lot throughout this movie. Yeah. I mean, there was some, there was even some humor that I thought, I thought it was funny, but it still frustrated me because it seemed so poorly placed. Uh, There's a joke um, fairly early on after, Ray discovers a tree full of Jedi text where, um, you know, Luke Skywalker. weird. Like, when have Jedi texts ever been a thing? You know, I always thought it was in holocrons, but I guess if this was like the first Jedi text and yeah, books, fine, whatever. Um, 
it's got to have started somewhere. Uh, sure. And we'll get to that later because I really like the symbolism behind that. But uh, the whole exchange where Luke's just saying, like, where are you from? And she says, nowhere. And he's like, nobody's from nowhere. Jakku. All right, well, that is nowhere. Yeah, that was like, I, and that was fine just because it, it, it felt like a lot of Luke in this felt more like Mark Hamill than it did Luke Skywalker. Yeah, um, I, like, I can agree with that. But that seemed like a kind of Mark Hamill joke. So, but no, I agree. It was like that wasn't appropriately it, I mean, it's, placed. It's a funny exchange, but it just feels odd. Especially when you're at this time in the movie that you really should be invested, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, and and the Marvel movies that I don't really care for. Um, like the ones that I that, that are like on the low end of the MCU list for me, I think that the biggest problem that I face is that I they're boring, mm-hmm. um, and that's because you never let me take the movie seriously. You just keep telling me no, this is light fluff, and if you're going to tell me that, then I'm going to believe you. Um, if you're going to tell me no, this story isn't really good, it's not really worth telling. I, I I'm going to go with you there. So don't tell me that. Uh, well, there's also there there's also a consideration for the type of humor and the type of film that it's in. Because Captain America, The Winter Soldier, that has a lot of humor as well, but it's not delivered in the form of quips. It's more dry. And that works in terms of the story because it's not a story where people necessarily have to be making comments every 20 seconds. Right. They're not. But, well, they're not commenting on the story itself. They're making jokes in the way that people would make jokes in those sorts of situations yeah whereas opposed like if to you something... go to a military base they crack jokes all the time you're in the middle of a, a war in this hellish scenario but yeah that's just how people behave um, as opposed to something like age of ultron where the jokes fly fun so of frequently the story itself yeah, yeah you can't take any of it seriously and it the whole thing just kind of falls apart right um I don't. I don't think the Last Jedi. I wouldn't say that it fell apart for me, um, but that same feeling I kind of had watching the Rathpars in the Force Awakens. Uh, it hit me a couple times in the Last Jedi, simply because I was invested. I was I was loving what I was seeing, uh, but but something just charismatic or um, characteristically didn't feel like Star Wars, and I, I think that was the humor. I'm going to attribute that to the humor. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely a lot of that. Um, I would say that for me, the movie kind of falls apart in the middle, and it doesn't even really fall apart. It just it it just flatlines. I got real bored. Is it um, on um, Canto Bright, a casino planet? Yeah, yeah. First of all, that didn't look right. It didn't look like Star Wars. I don't know why, like, they suddenly got into the casino from Casino Royale and everybody's, like, wearing tuxedos, but they're, like, space tuxedos. I just, like, that didn't work for me visually, but that's, who cares? Who gives a shit? Um, but I feel like that entire mission, that, like, whole side mission... Okay, you know what? This is where it loses me. And I made a joke um, when you called me on the phone. I was like, oh, this Kathleen Kennedy character stand-in. I'm, I'm not saying that I actually think that this is a Kathleen Kennedy character stand-in. That was a joke that I was making. Let that be clear. But that uh, lady that comes in for no reason, uh, that Leia like promotes to, to, to acting Leia or whatever. You have Vice Admiral Holdo. <laughs> right. 
Laura that character Dern. did not need to be in the movie at all. Like she served no purpose whatsoever. It was a completely uh, contrived justification for a character. Just like if that's, well, I mean, like in terms of the story, she just kind of serves as the antagonist to Poe Dameron. Yeah, um, but he, you don't need one. Poe yeah. Dameron already has an antagonist in the form form of the First Order. Just to make it so his his mission and everything was working. Um, as opposed to being like, oh, no, see, this lady was right all the time. And that's why I'm saying it's like a Kathleen Kennedy stand-in, because everybody vilified Kathleen Kennedy after she fired the uh, the two gentlemen from the Lego movie um, that we're doing. The Lord now. and Chris Miller. Yeah, Lord Miller. Uh, but then it turns out, like, she knew the shit she was talking about the entire time. And that's why I'm like, oh, this seems... Because at first, I was like, wow, how subversive for this Ryan Johnson fellow to be putting this character in the thing. Because, like, Poe's, like, always shitting on her. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about, lady. And then you as the audience, you're like, yeah, Poe, go get her. Um, And it turns out Poe was wrong the entire time. Yeah, and then that's why it went from, like, a joke in my mind to being like, hey, we could call this... And then be like, oh, man, holy fuck. Was it? Is this her? Is this her way of saying like, no, 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 don't, don't question me, children. Um, yeah, I know you like your stupid Lego movie, but I mean, thematically, I liked Admiral Holdo simply because it was the third. It completed the trifecta for me. Um, <laughs> regardless of what people are saying about the film, and I think actually it flows fairly well with it. The Last Jedi is a film in of itself, kind of about disappointment. I know a lot of people are going to be like, ah, yeah, this movie was disappointing. Uh, no. Um, each of the characters on their own arcs feels that immense sense of disappointment, whether it be Rey finding out that, you know, the summation of Luke Skywalker's noble acts, like, that amounts to him attempting to murder a child. Um, for Rose Tycho, it was seeing Finn. Uh, you know, the, the hero... He wasn't a child. He was, like, 19. You could kill him. Look what he did. <laughs> but... You know, if he was, much. like, five, I'd be like, okay, let's see where this goes. But, I don't know. Yeah, but, but like, but like Rose Tycho... Luke like, did seeing, nothing wrong. Shut up. <laughs> see, seeing Finn, uh, the, like, the, the hero of the Resistance, and watching him try to run away from a fight, like, that was disheartening to her, and seeing Poe Dameron, because initially when they introduced Vice Admiral Holdo, he's like, that's Holdo? Like, she's the hero of blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, it's obvious he holds her in high regard, and to see his faith just drop in her, being like, you're not only a coward, you're a traitor. Like, the whole movie exploits this kind of aspect of your heroes have failed you, mm-hmm. and so now it's onto this new generation to fight the battles that our heroes lost for us. Well, that's certainly the message that they were going for. Um, I just, I think like at its core, it just gets a little bit muddy. Like, I don't think we needed that character necessarily, or we could have streamlined it and not made her a hero just simply because like, well, she's going to fucking die anyway. Who cares? Like, uh, just make Poe the hero of that thing. And then we don't have to waste another 15 minutes in this movie figuring out that this lady was right the whole time when it's a character that did not exist before the movies and is not going to exist after the movie. We don't need to devote any amount of time to her at all, especially in a movie that already feels it's like it's a two and a half hour movie and it feels its length. Um, There's a whole thing just in the middle where I'm like, 
that being said, I never wanted the movie to like stop. Like it's not like I was watching Spectre and just being like, end, just stop. Yeah, just I would it. I would agree with that because I was waiting for it to like I wanted it. I actively wanted the movie to win me back, and it kind of does in the third act. Um, but for me, I was never like there was never a point where I was just like just end it already. I was just like, when's this gonna get good? Uh, when am I gonna start caring about what's happening? Cause yeah, for me it was. It, I never had that kind of dilemma that I had. Uh, cause watching Rogue One, uh, felt like a chore. Cause there was at no point where I was invested in any of the characters or the story, mm-hmm. whatsoever. So upon watching like forty five minutes of Rogue One, it starts to become just painfully unbearable. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Last Jedi, there were a lot of great moments that I really liked. There were a lot of really wonderful ideas. Um, but the movie, it felt punctuated by the fact that every time I got really invested in it, it would make a joke or it would transport us back to Canto Bright, uh, with Rose and Finn. And I just would kind of stop caring momentarily. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's frustrating because I see so much of this movie that I really loved and enjoyed. Right. And to have it undermined consistently, uh, was hard for me. Um, Which, you know, is interesting because like, I I think that when um, Lord and Miller got fired, the biggest uh, consensus online seemed to be that like, it was because maybe they were taking it in in an area that was not within the Star Wars world. Um, They were trying to do, their own thing a little bit too much, and then Kathleen Kennedy pulled it back and said, no, these still need to look like Star Wars movies. But well, from having the- said that, now looking at this movie, I'm like, well, if they wanted to put jokes in it, I guess have at it, because you seem to be okay with that. Well, from, um, from my understanding is that they were going off script too much, um, and that well, was what do you mean? The like, issue. they were improvising? Well, yeah, because the way that Lord Miller, the way they shoot their films is... They get the characters together, they shoot the dialogue, and then they continue shooting, just being like, now just improvise. Uh, And then they assemble the funniest movie from all the footage they get. I guess that could be slightly problematic in that, like, maybe there's... There's certain rules that the studio wants you to follow just for continuity's sake. Sure, but I feel like all of the stuff that... Because this is a, like, this is a pre... Well, it's a prequel to the original trilogy and a sequel to the prequels, but... uh, I didn't they like throw at like none of that stuff about like Han and, and Dengar and all that shit's canon anymore. They got rid of that. So why not just make it up? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, why, honestly, why I don't, don't you know? know? What don't what you work I, for Star Wars? I do not work for Star God Wars. Damn it, Michael, fuck you. <laughs> um I don't know. What this movie is kind of very brazen about is um burning away the Star Wars that we thought we knew. And that and I, I think can, that's what a lot of the audience problem with it is. See, now, yeah, that wasn't a problem for me so much. Like, because I, I said this at the end of Force Awakens, I was like, um, I want to see more things from the Force that... I want to see things that we haven't seen before. I, what I hate, we did. What I hated, but hated about the prequels is, in terms of, like, the mysticism of it all... It 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 no, just it was threw a wrench in. It. Like it was just like no, push, the force, force is just pull. yeah, the force is just telekinesis, and uh, that's it. It come from little bugs in your blood. 
it's really not that interesting. Don't worry about it. The what is interesting? What what is interesting, however, is uh, Goongas. But so there's they brought that back, and I think that I applaud uh, Ryan Johnson for doing stuff with the force that we hadn't seen before. That being said, oh, yeah, I could absolutely. understand. Uh, primarily at the end with this whole, you know, astral projection thing. I don't have a problem learning that that's a thing that the Force can do. In fact, I think that was great. I thought it was really neat. Um, when they started firing at Luke, I was like, well, we, I, I'm gonna, I, I want to know where this goes. Uh, I don't think <laughs> that he could withstand all that shit. And then he comes off and he brushes his little shoulder. And I thought that was, that was a moment where the humor worked. Um, and then they're like, yeah, he's a hologram. He never left the he never left the island. And I think that what probably upset a lot of people, because it also upset me a little bit, was like Luke didn't feel like Luke Skywalker. He just felt like this crotchety old douchebag for no reason. Um like I liked that there was resistance to training Ray because that makes sense and that felt organic, but then there was also just like why are you so opposed to helping these people? You kind of fucked this up, buddy. Why don't you help fix it? But he's just like, no, the Jedi must die. I'm like, well, that's fine after you get rid of the Sith that you just created. But right now, the galaxy is fucked worse than it was before. Yeah, I mean... So like, I didn't agree with Luke, and that's the problem. I would like to have a Luke Skywalker that I could uh, identify a little bit more with and, and, and see where he's coming from. But this, it just seemed, it seemed curmudgeonly for the sake of him being like an old curmudgeon. I mean, I understand, like, his perspective. Uh, it's heartbreaking to see his character be reduced to this, but at the same time, I think it serves the story really well. I mean, to see him, you know, Luke Skywalker, he was he was the farm boy who who became a legend, you know, defeated the Empire, um, you know, the last Jedi, like, he, he, a, like, there was a lot a of pottery in there, where they're just like, oh, no, I'm a legend, I'm like, I'm stop, 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 stop it, You're just like, go, yeah. just go fix this problem. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, to, to understand, like, that it's his arrogance that caused this whole mess to think that he could train the new wave of jedi and to think that he could stop ben solo before it became a threat i don't um, think that's arrogance though like wh why is that arrogance other than the fart uh, other than other than the fart is what i just said um other <laughs> than the other than the 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 fact that they told us it was but i think that it would be pretty logical to not necessarily train them in the ways of the jedi but like as far as the religion was concerned, but I well, mean, at the I end mean, of the movie, goes, it didn't seem like he was he goes to fucking like, Obi-Wan Kenobi all of a sudden. He no, seemed like his he, own he thing. Goes to, he goes to say that, like, the Jedi Order, in the height of their hubris, uh, like, they allowed Palpatine to create the Empire and yeah, wipe they them sucked. all out. And, and I loved that he said yeah. that because they sucked yeah, in those really prequel sucked. movies. Sucked. Yeah, they were fucking hypocrites, and they called them out on it. <laughs> they it. did nothing. Um, they, they were um, the most ineffectual body <laughs> they ever. They sat but around like, and walked everywhere. But here's the thing. it's like They said something would be important, and they didn't run. It would have been one thing if, like, the idea or the, con the, the, the consent was that he, like, just you know, fucked off to Karuskant and went and did like the exact same thing as the prequel Jedi's. But yeah, I never well, I mean, got the impression. He did it, like he found he like a handful of kids 
Uh, there were like 12 of them, as he said. I, would, I don't see why any of that seems arrogant. Well, I think it's just... As opposed, like, the galaxy obviously wanted the Jedi to go away. If that's the way we're looking at it. Did it? Um, well, here's what I'm leading into. Uh, and he thought that he would be better than the Jedi of past and that he could bring it back. Like, without the Jedi Council, but he could bring it back not only in terms of practice, but the religion. Okay. And that's so why... Here's, okay, here's the example that I'm going to give from history. Um, okay. This would be... Because his, 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 his idea being that, like, well, the Jedi fucked up once, they must go away forever. That would be, like, if the Weimar Republic... Um, after they got destroyed by the Third Reich and then Germany became Nazi Germany, after World War II, if they were just like, nope, fuck it, we're just going to be Nazi Germany from now on because, like, we had a democracy and it didn't work. Like, that's what it felt like Luke Skywalker was doing because you've got the fucking First Order now. You know that the galaxy has fallen to ruin and you're just saying, well, fuck it. Uh, the Jedi can't help. So I guess... You know, space Nazis are just. Well, I mean, the, I wanted to see. Now. I wanted to see the parallel that, because Obi Wan Kenobi, quote unquote, trained Anakin Skywalker in the prequels and failed him. And you know, as his redemption, he helped Luke Skywalker become the Jedi Knight. Uh, that would, in the end, end up convincing Anakin to destroy the Sith. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I kind of see the parallel where, like, Luke Skywalker was training Ben Solo, and he fucked up, and now Ben Solo has become Kylo Ren, but he's hesitant to take Rey uh, in fear of just fucking up again. Right. Well, no, and I get that. I get, like, why he doesn't want to help Rey, because you have that sequence with where he's like, you... That was actually a really well-done sequence where they're like, like the you dark, didn't even you try. didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah. And you like went that, fight for the dark. Oh god, that got me so excited because I was like, "Oh, was the internet right? Like, is Ray gonna be the bad guy? That'd be so cool." Um, yeah, but that's oh, probably also, not gonna happen. Can I just say, I that was one of the jokes I fucking detested. Which um, one? Most people seem to disagree with me, but when he's like, "Reach out," and she puts her arm up, and then he tickles oh, her yeah. hand with the oh leaf. god, yeah, no, I. I like, I put my head back inside. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. you, movie. Yeah, that uh, one really kind of pissed me off. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was irritating, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, that, that whole sequence where, like, Ray goes and finds that kind of mirrory thing, that was that was great. And that was, was cool. Because it, um, it, well, it made me think of the, the tree scene on Dagobah. Yeah, where yeah. I'm like, oh, but now we're doing it with modern technology and we could do all this trippy stuff. That's what I, that's what I would love if we were focused on more. Like, I didn't really need a whole lot from Poe and Finn and um, the Korean dishwasher lady. Uh, uh, excuse me, she's Vietnamese. <laughs> whatever, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to cut that out because that was bad. Uh, <laughs> Poe and Finn and Rose. I, no, I, you, like, keep, and like, you keep it in. You, you let the internet know how racist you are. <laughs> All right. I probably will. I, I say that I'm going to cut stuff out and I never do. Um, uh, Rose, like I liked that actress and I liked her character and I liked, uh, I, I, I thought she had a strong motivation, but at the same time I was just like, you know, after a, a year of waiting to see what Luke Skywalker's doing, I was like, I don't, I don't need this right now. Make another yeah. movie about this. I mean, I really, I, I like, I, well, first of all, let's 
we, we've kind of jumped around here, but let's let's talk about the frame story. So the Resistance has fleed their base on, I think it's Dakar, right? And they're if running from so. the First Order. And if they jump to height, uh, if they jump to light speed, the First Order will track him and follow them, and then they'll be out of fuel, and they will be fucked. Yeah, so, which was interesting now, because, <clears throat> like, all of these things and, like, it, it all seemed a little bit more heady than Star Wars has ever been, and I guess that's the Ryan Johnson coming in because he yeah, did so uh, he did Looper, Brick right? and Looper, yeah, yeah. I, like I think that. an episode of Breaking Bad as well. Um, and so and so the Resistance they have no plan; they're just decided. Well, we're gonna try to stay as out of range of their lasers as we can, and we're just going to run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it seems kind of that's aimless fine. and helpless. And I really enjoyed it because you have that that constant sense of the gun aimed at the back of your head uh, mm-hmm. for the entire film. And every time like you would see one of the cruisers would just, the engines would stop and they'd start drifting and the first order would just annihilate it. And you just kept watching this being like it, the, the, the ticking time bomb, the proverbial ticking time bomb set up for this film, I thought worked really well. Right. Um, the whole idea, idea of Finn and Rose jumping to another planet finding a code breaker and then coming back to stop <laughs> the first order let me just say this before I forget it that entire opening scene I loved that uh, really extended commercial for Star Wars Battlefront 2 um, now available on the PS4 and Xbox One it felt like that entire like opening star battle I was like because I was playing a lot of uh, Battlefront the 2, beta. the beta, yeah, and it was the star fighting thing, you only get to play one level, where you're like... Uh, I think it's it, the Fonder Shipyards, right, was in the beta? Yeah, you're you're fighting against a star, uh, star Destroyer, and I was just like, oh, this is exactly like the fucking game, this is corporate synergy in action, because <laughs> like, as he's like saying all of these terms, I'm like, oh, I know what that is, why the fuck do I, I'm not that much of a fucking nerd. I'm like, oh, it's because the video game trained me to want to go home and play the video game, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to go and play Battlefront 2, which I don't have, um, which is tragic, but I'll buy it in Florida when I get there. Yeah, But, but then what the actually... fuck will I play it on? I'm not bringing my Xbox. Fuck. Quick, quick side note, I've been, uh, man, this EA debacle has been quite hilarious, but I've been playing the um, the new crate map they released in uh, in time with The Last Jedi. A lot mm-hmm. of fun. I've, I've been enjoying that map. Yeah. Uh, but, where were we? The plot. Yeah, so their, their whole idea to like jump away, go to this casino, get this code breaker, bring him back, and stop the First Order so that the Resistance can leave. I like that as the setup, but the Cantle Bright sequences, mm-hmm. I feel like they don't deliver in as much as the film wanted it to. I mean, Finn, of course, sees like this beautiful world with all these beautiful people, and Rose has to kind of show him the underlaying, like, no, their their society is based on cruelty and selling weapons to the First Order. Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, I didn't like that. <laughs> well, I can I can kind of see like what the message they're trying to go for, but it seems like a yeah, no, absolutely. I think, well, she was it. right, but it just seemed like yeah, like this big. It seemed like the easy way built on shit. We know yeah. we don't need to fucking learn that. And go then, back to the stupid island. I've been yeah, waiting a year the... to see what's happening on the stupid island, and now we're at a casino. Um, watching, they're like, oh, but it's mean that they're, uh, you know, these these horses, are, they're shocking them. Yeah, like, riding, I, yeah, like, look, riding dude, the horses. Fucking through, through the, the half of the galaxy and... is like enslaved. The whole world of Star Wars is a terrible place. Um, 
You don't need to tell me that. Now let's go save it. That's and, all I know, need. We kind of already understood the cruelty of the First Order, not only through what this film established, but like the first scene in The Force Awakens is like stormtroopers pulling people out of their huts and like shooting them in the street. And you're like, right. fuck, like, yeah, someone stop them. Uh, so it, it kind of, it felt like re-exploring concepts the audience already knew. Uh, and I just felt like it just took up too much time. Now, that being said, uh, I really did like Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, I liked his character a lot. But I also just kind of felt like he was unnecessary. But, it, well... I don't well, know. to be fair, he, he is coming back in episode 9, from what I understand. Uh-huh. Um... But I really like, like this kind of subversion of the expectation of the character you thought he would be. Because he kind of feels like Han Solo when you first meet him in the cantina, where he's like the the brash rogue who's in it for the money, you know, who... Yeah, they, but, they, you know, they at, play with you it, a bit there, because it does yeah, feel like, like at the end that of, classic at, thief with the, the heart of Star Wars, Wars. Yeah, he comes back. But no, he's just day. a thief with a regular heart. Yeah, and there was that, that <laughs> moment in the end uh, when... Finn and Rose are captured by the First Order, and they let uh, Benicio del Toro go. And then he's just like, and Finn's just like yelling at him, like at wit's end, being like, "You're you're wrong about this." And Benicio del Toro just kind of like, "Eh, maybe." And he just leaves. Yeah, I did like that a lot. Fuck. Well, I was, (laughs) well, yeah, because I was waiting for his redemption, but I was like, "Oh no, he's just kind of a dick." Yeah. You know but at the same time, too? he was well, a, a a relatively reasonable dick. Where he's just like, "Well, you blow them up today, we blow them up tomorrow. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, Live the to wheel die another turns. Day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like, the right on. Thing about that character is, did they ever say his name in the movie? Because he's credited as the character DJ. Is that who DJ is? Yeah. Because well, yeah, credited- yeah. I I don't think they ever said his name. I okay. don't. But because I've heard that character name before, at, like, I, just on the internet. Well, I remember it was a couple months ago. I'm pretty sure you can still find the article. But um, when Benicio Del Toro was first cast, um, he was listed as playing, uh, I think his name was Vikram Fett. Yeah. And then immediately after that went up, they took it down. Sure. And so I don't know what that means exactly, but like him being the morally ambiguous mercenary. Wait, did you like, say his uh, last name was Fett? Fett, yeah. Oh. Yeah, maybe he was originally supposed to be linked to them in some way, and then they just like, fuck it, who cares? Yeah. Um, but that happens. Like, the who's the lady on Stranger Things that everybody hates? Um, what's her name? Winona Ryder. It's psychic. No. Uh, the, the Indian girl. Kali is her name in the show. And if you remember reading, like, all of the announcements for it, they're like, this character's name is Roman. And then... It just wasn't. They might have just changed their minds. Been like, yeah, <laughs> no, that fair. sounded stupid. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I'm not sure. But an interesting little tidbit, in case you weren't aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we just talk about that Yoda scene real quick? We sure can, buddy. We sure can. So okay, so this kind of it. It got better, like the more the scene went on, but when he first showed up it fucked with my brain a lot uh because they use a practical puppet they use the puppet like how they did in empire strikes back mm-hmm. but then when they layered the cgi blue glow around it it was weird something looked weird it looked like a cartoon it yeah. didn't look right 
Yeah, it it looked off. And at that point, my brain wasn't telling me, like, is it all CGI? It's moving like a puppet. Did they mm-hmm. do the Rogue One thing where instead of making the CGI look like a starship, they made the CGI look like the model of the starship? Yeah. Like, Maybe. So I, so I wasn't quite sure, but... Um, yeah, they don't... But they regardless don't of the, the way it... Colored over reg- him for no reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's blue. He's a Force ghost. But regardless of the way it looks... Get the actual fucking Force ghost Yoda, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's he doing these days? <laughs> um... Regardless of the way it looked, I fucking love that scene. Because yeah, this is the fun. first time I feel like Yoda has felt like Yoda yeah, since in a while. 1980. Um, yeah, because he, yeah, he felt real silly. And um, I liked that about Yoda in, in Empire Strikes Back where he's just kind of a dick. Now, you know, actually, someone, a friend of mine, um, brought this point up. The whole that whole scene that I really hated with Luke Skywalker tickling Ray's hand with the Force, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying that that reminded him of how Luke approached Yoda at the beginning of Empire. Sure, but the, the problem. Uh, look, I'll, look, I'll go with your friend on that, and I'll say like, good observation, friend. However, um, Yoda was doing a thing. Like Yoda was kind of testing him. Luke was almost the opposite like yoda i always got the impression that uh he he would he was gonna come around he was just trying to teach a lesson here i don't Mm -hmm. think that luke was trying to teach a lesson i think he was just like fuck it i'm not gonna teach you yeah um but that scene with yoda uh where luke goes to burn down the jedi readings and the 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 sacred tree or whatever Mm -hmm. um i really enjoyed it that whole yeah, and I now, liked like, that because it felt like, like Yoda was the only one thinking rationally here. And he was yeah, like, and I'm glad that it was Yoda who destroyed the Jedi text because he kind of, you know, having lived through all the shit that the Jedi have done. But he didn't. Ray's got him on the Millennium Falcon now. Did you miss that? <laughs> yeah, I missed that. Really? Yeah, what are you saying? Yeah, no, Ray took the books with her. Oh, did she really? Yeah, because it oh, shows when you know, Finn's going to grab his that, jacket. Yeah. It shows like it shows them in like the bin, and he doesn't know what they are. Obviously, it just shows you kind of slide from the camera, and then it moves into the little boy with the the broomstick. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, no, but like I I like the idea of Yoda being the one to destroy those Jedi texts uh, because if Luke did it, Luke. Well, he destroyed the tree, and I was waiting for that tree to be more relevant because people keep talking about this tree, and they keep insisting that there's there's a tree somewhere in the Star Wars mythology that I just keep missing. And they're like, "Well, they had it on Karuskin." Many trees. There were several, especially in on especially Endor. Endor, Well, 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 technically not Endor, the forest moon, the sanctuary moon of Endor. Yeah. no, but um, it's but no, because like if if Luke were to have burned down that tree, it would have been out of like his own like shame, and resentment and just anger. And there's that moment where he pauses and he can't do it, and Yoda just burns it down. Uh, that line was a bit silly, but it did make me laugh. Where it's like, have you read these books, Page Turners? They were not. Right. Well, um, um... but I, I I like it having been Yoda not lashing out out of fear or anger and destroying all these texts but being the wise one to recognize that yes the jedi are more than their teaching they're more than their religion it's that ideal and it's that ideal that they wanted to instill in luke skywalker and that's 
how the order survives. But that's and that's Fucking something that Luke um, touches on when he's talking to Ray. When he's like, it has nothing to do with the Jedi. The Force is the Force is the Force. And to say that with the Jedi dying, then the light guys, and that that's where the hubris is. And I agree yeah. with that, and I like that because it's like this very like kind of spiritual, almost Buddhist sentiment that I think that the Jedi always should have had. Um, being that like Lucas really most of it comes from like Eastern religion and shit, but, uh, and I like the idea that, you know, Yoda as a force ghost having attained enlightenment is just like, no fucking burn down the stupid tree. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tree. Fuck you. Um, it's just a tree and they're just books. Right. But that's why it also just seemed that much more frustrating to me when he's refusing, like he, it's almost like Luke wants the force to die um, when that can't happen, uh, mm. and it's always going to keep coming back. So yeah, don't fight for the Jedi. The Jedi, that's just a word. That's just, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but don't fucking let the galaxy fall to ruin because you fucked up once. I don't think that's a terribly enlightened thing to think. And he, you know, he gets this force close enlightenment at, at, at the end. So, and I assume that we're going to have Mark Hamill come back as like a very strong force ghost next time because he's like still contracted, isn't he? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure um, that they had him I'm listed pretty sure for he's two down. Movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, does the Force Awakens count? Oh, no, no. Two after the one that they're saying. I don't know. I'm sure I'll come back. I think that what, now that I'm thinking about it more, what really just I would have preferred is a little bit more kind of fan service, not in that, like, I don't want them to redo Empire Strikes Back. That would have pissed me the hell off. <laughs> but, like, when people are like, well, maybe Rey was a Kenobi. I don't need her to be a Kenobi, but, like, they're like, well, what if you and McGregor comes back as a Force ghost? And I'd be like, yeah, 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 why not? I want to see would more you rather, old would you Star rather Wars. Have a, would I don't you rather care have... about this new Star Wars. Would you rather have you and McGregor come back in like slightly old man makeup as a force ghost, or would you want them to CGI Alec Guinness's face? <laughs> yeah, CGI Alec Guinness's face over you and McGregor's body for no reason. <laughs> no, just have him come oh, back as like uh, the Obi Wan he was in Revenge of the Sith. That's fine because he's actually like that age now. They gave him age makeup uh, in the prequels. I always forget that. I was like, just like, that's what you and McGregor looked like. I'm like, no, he was like thirty two in those movies. But, you know, hopefully they'll bring him back. If they're going to have to do, like, more of these stupid origin movies, if they do that Obi-Wan movie, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, give us a mulligan on you and McGregor. Because he was always great, and he wasn't ever really given enough uh, to do. Ever. Or enough to work with. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Um. So, okay, so moving on, after that whole sequence, we have... Uh, Ray and Kylo Ren aboard Snoke's capital ship. They were aboard Snoke's ship, right? Not Kylo Ren's ship, because Kylo Ren's ship I know is the finalizer, but I don't know what Snoke's ship is called. I don't know, and I certainly do not care whose ship they were on, Michael. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> but I think um, it was Snoke's because it had like all of his his uh, people. The Praetorian on it. guards. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a, that was a neat sequence. I liked. Like, all of the battle sequences were real fun, and those are usually, like, my least, the, the least interesting thing to me, but, mm -hmm. um... The Battlefront 2 plugs? Yeah, but, uh, all of them were pretty good in this. Yeah, no, um, 
that entire sequence with uh, Snoke and Rey was great. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't really kind of have that back and forth that Return of the Jedi had, but it had something slightly different, uh, which was great, which was uh, Kylo Ren's betrayal of Snoke. Uh, sure, yeah. Got me really excited because I was uh, I was thinking like, oh shit, like this is... Like Kylo Ren's gonna be redeemed. Like he's he's destroying evil. He's he's fighting alongside Rey. Like this is the moment where he he comes back as Ben Solo, mm-hmm. and then he turns to Snoke's throne, and Rey's just tearing up, being like, "Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't do this." And See, you as the audience are just kind of like, "Oh shit, he's doubling down on being an asshole." Yeah, I figured that was what's gonna happen, but that's just because like the. The logical part of my brain is going to be like, well, okay, so what? We're just going to win in the second movie? Yeah. What are they going to do in the third movie? <laughs> um, I'm of two minds with this whole thing with Snoke. Um, I like Rilo Kloon as a character. I would easily say that he's my favorite of these new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with you. And I like... Uh, you know, that they didn't just go the Empire route. And like, th- th- that felt like they were at least trying to differ from um, the old series. Because it's like, you d- they didn't kill Sheev in that movie. They killed Sheev in the other movie. <laughs> they killed Sheev in the last movie. <laughs> this is completely um, different. Um, but it might, the only problem is now we don't really know anything about Snoke or where he came from. And I think that there's just this residual part of my mind where I'm like, okay, now logistically I understand why the... You know, the resistance is the resistance, whereas last time I'm like, why aren't they just the army? <laughs> what's going on? Where's the Republic? I'd like to know what's going on in this universe and why this all fell to shit. I don't want to go read a bunch of comic books to figure that out. I don't think that that should be how movies work. Um, so I just kind of like, well, what the hell was Snoke? He was just nothing. But I guess if you go back and look at, like, the original trilogy, like, all of this stuff, I always forget that, like, they never say the word Sith once in any of the original movies. No, um, not. It's in the screenplay. It's in the screenplay. It, yeah, I was going to say, it was in the original title crawl for the 77 Star Wars, and then I think it was Brian De Palma removed it. changed it. Well, it's, it's yeah. in, if you go back and read, like, the original scripts, like, that was one of the words that he played around with. Um, yeah. That in Jedi but, I mean, Hindu. like, I'm really... Wait, what? Jedi Bindu. Was the what, Jedi Bindu? That's what they were originally called. They weren't just that's the funny Jedi, because, they were the Jedi Bindu. Like, that's well, funny that's, because there's a character in Star Wars Rebels called Bindu. Or the Bindu, uh, who's voiced by Tom Baker. There's also one called Mace Windu. <laughs> yeah. but um, I want them I, to bring back Mace Windu. Bring back Samuel L. Jackson. I don't care in what capacity... No, I want I want them to bring him back as a grizzled old Mace Windu who's part robot, and he's just over it. And like the only thing he ever says is, "I'm getting too old for this shit." And he has purple <laughs> lightsaber, and he's great. <laughs> um, what was I just about to say? You completely fucked it up. <laughs> I can only think of Samuel Jackson. Say Sith again. Say Sith again. <laughs> right. He looks like he did in that one movie where uh, Christina Ricci showed her boobs. What was that called? Black Snake Moan, where he's like a super old man. I oh, guess he kind of looked like that in that movie. <laughs> you know, I want him to have like big mutton chop uh, sideburns, but he's still bald on top. <laughs> oh, man. 
This is great. Okay, but does he or does he not have an eye patch? Of course, like he has an eye patch. No, is it the same? Or maybe he has like a robot. He has like a robot eye, like Mad Eye Moody in the in the fucking Harry Potter movies, that just like works independently and looks all over the place, and it makes him because like when he gets real angry, it looks like his eyes are bulging out of his head, and this is just going to accentuate that. (laughs) Oh God, yeah, yeah. Like it'll actually pop out of his head and be like a little uh, like. Like that thing that R2 has in his head where he needs to unlock the doors. <laughs> it's like that, but it's his little dongle. Eyes. Yeah, he's, he's got a dongle eye that unlocks doors <laughs> and shit. <laughs> and he's oh, got God. he's got those um. You hear Darth this, Ma- Disney? He's, he's got this those Darth Maul chicken legs that everybody loves so much. You know, I think they retconned those chicken legs because he's in Star Wars Rebels and he does not have chicken legs. Yeah, they probably got rid of that because it's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um. Okay, so Captain Phasma's back. Kinda. Briefly. Yeah. Kinda for a scene, which I guess I'm kind of glad. Yeah, I don't need um, like a backstory with Phasma. It was weird that it was like such oh, a famous right. actress backstory. playing this nothing um, character, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm glad they got rid of Snoke because I didn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, well, I I do boring, in like a very I the galaxy. I, I like I, it's a morbid curious. Listen, it's something you'd rather read on BuzzFeed. Like if you see a BuzzFeed article, it'll be like, "You'll never know these things about Snoke." Well, I uh, like look. I don't think that we need like like how they did movies. that like half hour long thing on Red Letter Media talking about Darth Vader's armor and like how there's all of this 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 extra material out there i don't need anything like that i just like to know well like who the fuck where did this guy come from they need three separate movies um all about how a trade dispute right allows him to become supreme leader sure no i don't need that what i'm saying is like i still would like to know what the fuck happened that the rebellion is now the rebellion again when they won at the end of the last movie. If it was just like, well, because I mean, everybody I, brings up, they're like, well, you know, they blew up the Death Star and it killed Vader and everything, but like the infrastructure of the Empire was still there. So they didn't really win. But that wasn't the conceit at the beginning of uh, Force Awakens. They had like a Republic and it just sucked. And like. Well, according to like. Okay, so from what I understand, um, the Galactic Civil War after the destruction of the second Death Star. Uh, it lasted for five more years and ended with the Battle of Jakku. Um, okay. Now, what had happened was the rebellion, after they overthrew the Empire, they created uh, the New Republic. And the rebellion there did become uh, the army of the Republic. However, the Republic did not recognize the First Order as a threat as it was rising. So instead, uh, but Leia, that's dumb as shit. Yeah, and I feel Leia like there'd be a really good movie in there rebellion. about that. Well, I would have really liked to have seen, well, we can't change anything now because the movie's already coming the fuck out and we don't have any say in the matter, but I would have really liked to have seen like the reverse in that power dynamic where now the rebellion is in charge and perhaps like, like maybe they've made like a super weapon and the First Order is, like, the underdogs who, I don't know, like, like do something with that. Like, reverse it. So it's not, like, this this small, you know, um, 
the underdog rebellion, like going up against the big evil galactic empire. Well, like, that's we talked about, like in the, yeah, when Force Awakens, you could go back and listen to our original review of that. I think that one of the things that we talked about was like it would have been really interesting to see exactly what you're saying and like have the empire be the underdogs, and then you explore the concept that just because it's democratic and just because they beat the bad guys doesn't mean they can't be the bad guys. And yeah. I also like the idea of exploring, um, you know, like, like having Finn just be a slave that they picked up as a child and he didn't have any say in the matter completely abdicates him from any responsibility and it takes away any of the moral gray that the character could have had in it. And I think that's boring. I think it would have been yeah, much having easier. Having like people like conscript in the empire and then join it and believe in what they're doing and then actually seeing what they're yeah, doing. Like have oh, him fuck. just literally be like, no, in the age of democracy, I'm going to be fucking Hitler youth. Like, how did he get to that point in his life? How does he redeem himself? And that would have been so fascinating, but that's not what we got. Yeah. I mean, listen, the force awakens was less necessarily about trying to tell a story than it was about trying to recapture that feeling that Star Wars gave us all. And it did that first night that we saw it, but every time that I watch it subsequently, it's not that I don't like it now, I still think it's fine, but... It's just there's so much more potential that could have been there. Yeah, that feeling that you're talking about goes away pretty fast. Um, If you're wanting to, you know, make a movie that stands the test of time and can really be heralded as a good movie because like 30 years from now when you're telling your kids like uh, well this movie gave me this feeling they're gonna be like go fuck yourself old man i don't care about that this movie's stupid <laughs> it don't make no sense i don't know yeah. what feelings you had well i mean like but here's the thing like in as much as like the force awaken like as much as it introduced like new characters that i really liked and a new setting uh and everything like it it, it did retread um, the original Star Wars, the 77 Star Wars. And I can forgive that movie because it's the frame story there providing a new platform for the characters. And well, the characters are what's at the core of the story. And but this is what I'll say then. Said, okay, that being said, uh, The Last Jedi doesn't capitalize on that feeling at all. It does something entirely different, and that's why I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I 100% appreciate it, because like now people on the internet are like, oh, Star Wars fans complained about the first one being too similar. Now they're complaining about it being too different. No, I'm not complaining about it being too different. I, I applaud that 100%. Yeah, I'm complaining about it, because just because it's different doesn't mean it make it a good movie automatically. That's fucking dumb. Um, I'm criticizing it as a film standing alone that is not related to anything else. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't dislike it. Like, I don't hate the movie. I just recognize a lot of, uh, weird flaws. And yeah, and you really can't judge it just by itself because, you know, a huge part of my review of this is that like Luke didn't do what I wanted him to do. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But what I'll say oh, about... Oh, why are you just arguing that it's not the same as the other ones, you fucking fanboy hack? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what I will say is that I would be a lot more forgiving of The Force Awakens if they treated this extended universe that we now have where we're getting a Star Wars movie every year forever, if they were using that as a platform to explore what happened in the interim, you know? 
instead of doing like uh, Rogue One, which could have answered some of those questions if they made it after the like. I don't need it. Just all seems to be based on nostalgia. Those two movies. <laughs> you, you think you think they're gonna get the Death Star plans at the end of the movie? Right. Yeah. I was I was really hoping that they wouldn't. In that all of this would go away. Uh, you know, there's no more Star Wars. They failed. It's funny too because I was rewatching like the original '77 Star Wars, mm-hmm. and like in the opening crawl, it was just like rebel spies have stolen the Death Star plans, and I'm just kind of like, I wouldn't call them spies. <laughs> you know, like that was a strike team. They there was no spy like that. That connotates some kind of stealth, and there was. No tact in their plan to fucking invade Scarif. Right. Uh, um. No. Um. Last Jedi. I. I. We haven't finished talking about the movie. Um. Phasma comes back, has one really cool fight scene, and then dies again. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a bummer, because I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I wanted, like, yes, I wanted her to do something, but I didn't mean something in the singular sense. Right. Like, that was an exaggeration. Like, I wanted her to be present, I guess, just some couple points in the movie. Um, And it's too late now, because if she comes back in the next movie, I'm just going to laugh, you know? Yeah. So. You know, um, they may as well. I'd like, (laughs) why not? I, I really don't care much about Captain Phasma. Like, my fascination with her comes simply from the fact that they got, like, a Wendell you know, and Christie? Yeah, they got Brienne of Tarth and th- then did nothing with her. I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> She's tall. Yeah, she sure is tall. Um, but, uh... I did really laugh, though, when, like, Rose shot her with a blaster and she just didn't flinch. Yeah. Like, she cool. gave no fucks. Right. It just bounced off. Because her armor's not just shiny, it's practical, too, Michael. Yeah, it's made out of Shivi Palps' boat. Is that's, that's, that's accurate, though, isn't it? That is correct. It's made of chromium, which was uh, which was the yeah, material. It was personal sa- boat. It was yeah. It was Shivi Palp personal boat. I love how stupid Star Wars is. You know, I, I remember I remember reading this in fucking the visual novel. I was killing time at Barnes and Noble back in 2015 before this movie came out. Uh, well, before the, the Force Awakens came out, and I remember reading this and just kind of stopping. Fucking bursting out laughing. I have a photo somewhere of me just taking a photo of this fucking this fucking <laughs> caption being like, what the fuck do you mean her armor's made of she's wearing Palpatine's boat? You know how fucking dumb that sounds. It's so dumb and I love it so much for that fact. Look at this it's well, it's just like, like I love that Red Letter Media video where they're just sitting down. They're not even like adding jokes. They're just literally reading. It was supposed to be uncomfortable. <laughs> right. It was meant to be uncomfortable because Palpatine's a dick. <laughs> I think that, I, I don't think I've ever laughed harder at Red Letter Media and I love them to death. But I was like, this is the best thing they've ever done. And it was simply oh, just oh reading God. Wikipedia or some shit. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess they didn't, they haven't seen the movie yet. Did you read that tweet? 
Oh, no, what happened? I, I saw they didn't put the review up yet. Well, they uh, Fandango kind of screwed them over. They said there was a glitch, so they didn't get to see it when they wanted to see it. Oh, well. It makes sense, I guess. <laughs> it's Disney trying to, uh, to, to sabotage them. And now she yeah, talked to trying Yeah, trying to get their... Uh, you know, I'm curious to see how they react to it, because so far, yeah. everyone I've talked to has not liked this movie. And really? uh, it's it's surprising, yeah. I think it's um, going to drive away. To be fair, I to think be fair, that Zach, Zach likes it. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think that... But, well, I don't hate it. Like, I, I don't want to be too hard on it. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's something that I care about, and so I have a very strong opinion on it, one way or another. Yeah. No, the, the only thing... I, other than the what I feel is a blunder in storytelling just in the second act with Canto Bright, I have nothing but overwhelmingly positive things to say about the direction of the film. It's just it, the jokes. It it feels it's something that I feel is gonna date the movie. Like I was saying this back with like Rogue One, where the um the uncanny valley fucking cgi peter cushing's gonna date the movie in 30 years because people are gonna look back at it and be like oh yeah that's people thought this looked good 16 yeah no shit um it's the last jedi i don't know i think it's gonna stand the test of times in terms of like the direction and the boldness of the franchise but you know 30 years from now you're gonna look back and be like oh well, this is clearly made at a time when you remember that studio marvel remember when yeah, they were popular right it's like yeah no 100 percent, and that's why i it just it i cringe every time i see other studios uh adopting the marvel formula where i'm like let those movies be those movies we don't need yeah. everything to be marvel because we're gonna look at the back at this time in motion picture history and fucking hate it um yeah. anytime there's uh something that that's some like weird stylistic choice that, that that's that strong. Um, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, it's or like we love it. Of... And it, it's just like, I'm thinking like the, eighties uh, music, synth music and eighties. Yeah. Uh, I was we're thinking just, the same thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, movies are, we're, we're kind of in a soft eighties right now. We're remaking yeah. the 1980s. But I mean, like, to be fair, like look at the nostalgia we have for the nineties. Like there is none. Like, yeah, let's make it. There was for a little bit. I feel like bullshit. we're 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 due for some '90s nostalgia. There's a lot of things about '90s movies that I like a lot, mostly that they were really bad. But then again, <laughs> like '80s movies weren't that great either. I mean, like, I think people want to think that Stranger Things is is, is emblematic of everything in the 1980s, and I think like, nah, they they kind of got the good parts. But you know, there was, was a lot of bad movies back then too. It was actually really funny. South Park did an episode recently uh, where they were saying, like, oh, we have to go hunt down this monster uh, to some badass 80s music. And they put fucking 80s music on. Yeah, well, they did a Stranger Things It episode. And they're all. Oh, man. So they did a Fen Wolfhard episode. Yeah, they they, they recreated that one scene that I saw in the It trailer where they were all sitting around on their bicycles being like, you saw it, didn't you? Yeah, I saw it in the theater last week. Oh, you guys talking about It? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> you also see Stranger Things, um, but so there's there's a there's a sequence where they're walking through the woods, listening to '80s music, and it's the fucking worst '80s music. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Great. Like the Duffers, they picked and chose. They picked and chose uh, yeah. their 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 references well because not everything. They're John Carpenter esque references. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I I look at Last Jedi and I I feel like in in a couple years, we're just gonna look back and be like, "Well, oh, this was a movie. This was a movie made in the 2010s." Yeah, and that's not 
that's usually never a good thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can still look back at Empire, and Empire is a remarkably unfunny film. Yeah. Uh, for as much as people say how funny the Star Wars movies are, Empire is well, it's because it's the most very dramatic. One. Yeah, um, yeah. There you go. Most boringest one. And it's, it's no, but it's a it's real cheesy it's, too. But I like it for that. It's it's got heart. Yeah. As you, none of these and, Marvel movies have any heart. No, they have um, soulless corporate overlords. Bathos. Yes, they do. They have. They have. They have that. Um. So speaking but, of Stranger Things, I'm looking at this 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 wonderful thing that you bought me. Um, Michael got me the yes, thank you, uh, the Stranger Things box set for the first season, and I'm just noticing though, like it's so cool that they made it a VHS, but I'm like, wait, was VHS the dominant thing back then? No, it was a uh, it was like Betamax, it was laser right? Disc. And laser disc. Yeah, I was saying, yeah. like, I think VHS is VHS more of a 90s thing. VHS is more of a 90s thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I still like it. Yeah, I like it, too. Would, it, would you have bought a fucking... Would you have... Because the only way to have fit that into a laser disc would have been to have... Would have to be uh, huge. I guess you could have made it flat. Yeah, it would have been in a paper envelope, but... Yeah, no, I remember, fuck it. No, like, it... in elementary school... Um, we had one class that the teacher had a laser disc player and, uh, it was, it was cartoonishly sized. These laser, discs. you know, they you looked know, like my friend, they looked like, uh, like vinyl records, but shiny. no, 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 absolutely. Um, my friend Ray actually has an extensive laser disc collection. Yeah. I know a lot yeah. of people like that too, where like they, it's you're gonna be one of those people, like in 30 years when um, when, <laughs> when, when movies are, are just over. yeah are just beamed directly into our retinas. You're still gonna have all these <laughs> Blu-rays, Blu-rays. <laughs> and then people are gonna be like, "Have you ever seen a Blu-ray? It's it was cartoonishly oversized. It was like the size of a a physical like a object." CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Yeah, no, you know, it's actually, it's funny that you mentioned LaserDisc, because uh, LaserDisc is still, technically speaking, the highest resolution uh, you can get in really? the original version of Star Wars. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Like, if you want to get, like, an official version and not, like, the Harmies Despecialized Editions, like, the official versions, LaserDisc is the highest quality. Because cool. they released, um, like, the... Uh, the original George Lucas cut back in 2004, the DVD, but it was a terrible DVD transfer, so it looks like garbage. Uh, and then there was a, uh, a TV airing, and that still looks bad. Uh, and then the VHS tapes, which uh, degrade over time and now look terrible. So, laser disc. Mm-hmm. That's how you get to watch Star Wars, the unfucked up version. The not shitty one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I need to see The Last Jedi again to process my feelings but over the last 24 hours i've just kind of been letting it all soak in and reflecting on it and i feel like this is a film that's yeah it's it's dividing people right now but i feel like it's it's time will time will tell only time will tell well it's it's real strange to see how much it like i guess if you're listening to this for an hour and 20 minutes and listening to me complain about it non-stop it definitely sounds like i didn't like the movie um 
which isn't true. I, I don't hate I the mean, movie. I mean, you did, your initial text did say that you got to agree with the audience rating of it. And I think the audience rating is currently sitting at a 56%, at a 56. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that I lean a little bit more towards the audience than, than the critics. Cause I would say that my feelings on this movie are very mixed. Whereas the critics, it was like, one on, it's, it's at what, like a 94? 93. Yeah. It's almost like universally beloved. Um, what is Empire Strikes Back at? I think in 93 or 94. That's insane. That's literally insane. And that's why Rotten Tomatoes is a stupid system. But, um, boy, oh boy, this is not The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, no, I don't agree. But, you know, to be fair, listen, last year people were saying that Rogue One is better than Empire Strikes Back, so fuck them. Huh, yeah, I don't know Empire who Strikes said Back that, but those people should probably just die. It was on a lot of radio shows. Really? Right. I mean, I guess this is why no one listens to the radio. It's all about that internet radio, am I right, Tyler? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Listen to podcasts, man. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back has a 94 critic consensus and a 97 audience consensus. And so what is this at right now for the audience? 56. That's why, like, I... I Which is currently... When you said that, I thought, lowest. like, there this has to be fuckery. This has to be, like, 4chan sabotaging it. Um... That can't be true, but uh, I, I I can see people's problems with it, like, very much so. I don't think yeah. it's the worst thing. It's far from the worst Star Wars movie, but to say that it I ranks mean, among the best, I, that's not true either. I mean, well, what Star Wars movie would you put over it? Would you put Return of the Jedi over it? I would probably put Return of the Jedi over it. Really? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I One of the people who I talked to who really hated the movie... Um, said that it just kind of felt insulting that they set up all these plot threads at the end of The Force Awakens as to who Ray's parents are and who Snoke is, and they, the movie just kind of went, fuck you, it's not important, which... We're going to focus on this, can, this 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 mechanic lady. I'm like, Yeah, mm, and I, I can understand, like, the, the inherent frustration of everyone, like, theorizing and, like, writing fanfic and all that shit for, like, the past few years. Uh, but at the same time, like, the movie delivered on an experience that I was not prepared for and at the end of the day i'd rather have that yeah but like the phantom men the phantom menace delivered an experience that i was not prepared for so i don't (laughs) know that that's like the best metric but well i mean here's the thing like even the phantom menace it still abides by the rules that we thought you know star wars operates within like there there there's a set story and that story is followed even in like something that's fucking totally mismatched and frankenstein together or something like the phantom menace um, it's still, you can still look at it and be like, oh yeah, this is a Star Wars movie. It's just a very bad Star Wars movie, uh, versus looking at like The Last Jedi and, you know, it, it, it really challenged my perception of what comprises a Star Wars film. And in that, I can say I'm genuinely surprised at the direction they took it in because I, I don't know. I, I can't I can't equate it to any other Star Wars movies. Yeah, no, it was uh I can't quantify it. It wasn't it's just a new experience. And this certainly. is an experience I've not had as a Star Wars fan to be able to watch a Star Wars movie and have it be entirely new. Sure. And yeah, I guess if they did focus uh, I mean if I don't know. I think that the biggest problem for me, and you touched on it a little bit just a minute ago is that there has been, you know, all of this fan speculation and all of these theories online. And I feel like 
this is another example of the fans kind of writing a better movie than the than what we actually got. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, it doesn't feel like any other Star Wars movie at all. And that's exactly what I called for at the end of the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. So, so they delivered. So thanks, on that. Tyler. This shit's all your fault. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, Fuck you. You're why the internet. You are why the internet doesn't like Star Wars anymore. Are you fucking proud of yourself? Are you fucking happy? Yes. Oh. Yes. That's... No. Yes, I am. I changed the culture with my ideas well can you at least take out the quips next time no the quips stay it's emblematic of our current cinema generation yeah you know the uh, you know the audience ate that shit up too like the theater i was with like every every time i was surprised well you went with like an opening night audience so this i went the day after and it was sold out. Like, there were no seats that I saw that were empty. But uh, they weren't, like, the I'm going to cheer for the Lucasfilm logo crowd. Yeah, no, mine was. It wasn't, like, thunderous. Like, when we went, when the two of us went and saw, like, The Force Awakens on opening night, mm-hmm. that was a fucking experience. Yeah. Like, that, that, well, that was, was the like, perfect way to applause. see a movie like force awakens like where it was just a celebration of things that you remember we're familiar just a, it was a great big member berry film um Member? yeah <laughs> uh <clears throat> that uh you know i think that that's that's a thing that i have with marvel it's like when you go see a lot of the marvel movies if you see them with that audience your experience is going to be a lot better because those are also very you know, audience baity movies where they want you to cheer and clap and you could see where every uh, act break is because they know when you're going to applaud. But then you see it, like, you know, by yourself and you're like, yeah, yeah. Granted, I did see The Force Awakens in theaters like four times and at no point was I like, I don't like this movie. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, me neither. Like, there was... um... I was watching the theater, I was watching The Force Awakens while I was waiting in line to get into The Last Jedi, which is a fucking thing, because they don't have reserved seats up here. Mm-hmm. Um, which I fucking, god damn. Um, but no, I mean, re- even rewatching The Force Awakens minutes before seeing The Last Jedi, I, there's not a lot that I don't like about that movie. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. I I didn't one hundred percent love the Last Jedi like I was hoping I would. Uh, but the problems I have with it aren't, or they don't at least seem to be the problems that the majority of the fandoms having that knee jerk reaction to. It's they yes they got rid of everyone's perceptions and they kind of shit on what everyone thought would happen. Uh, but I think that that's the only way that the franchise can still continue to surprise me at this point yeah i i think that i would be a little bit i think i would like it a little bit better if we were using those extended universe movies to explore all that kind of stuff um and we were letting the original trilogy the 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 flagship movies as it were uh be not fan servicey in the way that 
Force Awakens was fan servicey and like we're just going to remake these movies. But at least like don't make me dislike Luke Skywalker. Why are you doing that? Don't yeah, make I don't, me. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like see, but here now you're on the other side of the spectrum because I remember when we had this conversation at uh, Batman v Superman. While I eventually came around to your side of thinking like yeah it's the most interesting version of batman we've gotten on screen he's a bitter broken man that now murders people in cold blood mm-hmm. now i could make the same argument where like well my batman doesn't kill uh you know you can look at luke skywalker and be like well you know that's not what my luke skywalker would do right but well i'm not saying that you need to like that he can't change or that he can't have any colors to him um is that another race joke you fucking degenerate racist yeah it was um i don't want white people in movies anymore honkies have had their day and it's about to come to an end (laughs) wait you realize you're a white actor in hollywood right fuck (laughs) you just fucked yourself again oh no well okay well it was for a good cause um Uh, uh, yeah, that fucked you up, didn't it? I, I would don't know like what to say. this Luke Skywalker if he did things that made sense. <laughs> um, if he was just an asshole when Ray got there, that's fine. But at the end of the day, I want to know that his actions are not just in line with the character, but in line with being a decent human being. Like, I still don't really understand why he's better off to the cause if he's dead. I don't understand why he can't help destroy the new empire. Like, I would have actually liked it more if he was a straight-up bad guy. And he was like, no, I'm with the First Order now or some shit. Like, at least that would have made sense. But this way, it just feels like you've got your foot in two different worlds and just pick one. Um, Well, you know... Because here's the thing, like, I appreciate the way that Luke Skywalker, like, dies or kind of goes out at the end of The Last Jedi, mm. uh, because he dies not fighting. Sorry, there's a car, hold on. Why is there a car in I your really, house? D- yeah, it sounded like it. I live on, like, the second floor of an apartment building, so we're right next to the, the road. Um, but uh, I really like the way Luke Skywalker quote-unquote dies at the end of the last jedi he doesn't quote-unquote dies he straight up dies bro well he becomes one with the force technically it it feels like it was done of his own volition because he goes out at peace um and you know i can't really think of a better way for luke skywalker to die he goes out not fighting kylo ren you know as a pacifist he he saves the resistance by by giving them just enough time to flee as he distracts and exploits Kylo Ren's anger and hatred. Um, and then he just becomes one with the Force as he sees the twin sunsets from Tatooine again, and, you know, he just goes away. Uh, and I think that was kind of necessary, because if this movie is, or if this franchise is to continue without the old cast, then this would be the, the proverbial tossing, uh, passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker's gone. Um, Han Solo was gone. Well, Carrie Fisher's gone. Carrie Fisher's gone. Um, and so, they were not planning on that. Like they were not Ryan Johnson was like, I like we didn't change it, so I have no idea what they're gonna do in the next movie. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I, I, it's at moments like this where I kind of wonder what J.J. Abrams is thinking. Because he, was he just like, fuck, Ryan? Well, it's not that, only had to... I mean that it's such a, like, a... It's one of the, it's, it's a Kobayashi Maru situation. Like, there's nothing that you could do that's the oh, right yeah. thing to do in this, in this moment. It's just a really yeah. horrible thing that happened, and now we have to deal but with I'm it. But I'm also, but I'm also thinking in terms of, like... J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan seem to have took so much effort into creating all these new plot threads and, like, planting seeds of sure. mysteries so the audience could, like, oh, but who are we? Where did Leader Snow come from? And then Ryan Johnson's like, fuck you! Yeah. It doesn't matter! It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, yeah, and it's, fine, you know, like, it's it's bold, but... Yeah. I just, I, like, I would have liked it better if it was felt. bold and also entertained me while it was being bold. Like... It's well, you just, didn't laugh at those jokes? No, I, I hated them. But get the get rid of the jokes. I just like think that, I don't know, I was more invested in the Jedi story than I was in anything else, and everything else just felt like a distraction. Um, and so that just might be my preference. But I feel like this was the wrong movie to introduce a character like Rose. Uh, I felt like she only kind of existed just so, you know, Finn would have someone have to talk someone to. to adventure with. Yeah. Yeah. And like, also, I didn't need their adventure at all. You could cut the whole thing out. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Canto Bright whole thing um, either. But uh, also, can we just acknowledge for the fact that Finn, as a character, like, he starts off the beginning of the movie, like, trying to run away again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the end of the film, like, he has that one line where Poe Dameron's just like, nope, like, we can't do this. We need to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Poe just kind of has that, no, we we can't let them win like it's it's desperation in his voice but he finally found you know his spine like his his driving force his purpose and it had that moment where he kind of thought he was gonna die and i was i was getting sad i was like oh no finn don't mm-hmm. like it, it got me sad i got emotional yeah i guess um oh fuck you tyler <laughs> i don't care Kill all these new oh, what is, is it because he's black, you fucking sick bastard? Uh, I think that is the reason, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like any... I don't dislike any of the new characters. I just don't have any attachment to them. Just whatever. I like Finn the new characters. Dies, well, whatever. I mean, like, new characters, and I like Finn, Poe, and Rey. And Kylo Ren. I like Rado Clune, and that's about it. I think Rey... So, like, I like Daisy Ridley, I and God, I like... If you, carry him, if you call her a Mary Sue... <laughs> find you and punch you in the throat she's just such a fucking mary sue man um oh my god no i think that my problem with ray is the same problem that i would have with like any just general protagonist it's like it's the boringest character um which is kind of because like i like daisy i like daisy ridley a lot i think she's super charismatic and i like i like i certainly am not one of the fucking mary sue people like we had a we God, we roasted Max Landis quite a bit on that one. But um I'm just like as a character, it's just like, yeah, it's it's a pretty basic character. And that's not the fault of anyone involved. It's just like that's I like I don't like Harry Potter's not my favorite Harry Potter character. Um fucking Mike Wheeler's not my favorite character on Stranger Things. This is the the basic protagonist is never like the most interesting person. Uh so there's that. I like Rilo Clune a lot. I'm a big Rilo Clune guy. 
Hmm. Well. We'll see where his story ends. We'll see where it goes. I... Wait, I who's he? We were just talking about Dazel Riddles. Well, Rilo Clune. Oh, Rilo Clune. You said you like oh, his yeah. character. You were just talking. You forgot the words that came out of your mouth. You know, that would explain a lot. That would explain a lot. No, I... So, uh, so, so what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? Final thoughts on The Last Jedi. It's all right. Process it? It's like, yeah, I guess. I, I, right now, I'd say like a, like a high six out of ten, leaning maybe really? on seven out of ten, but like maybe a six. Yeah, I just it it didn't enthrall me in the way that I would like a Star Wars movie to enthrall me. Um, Not in the ways that Rogue One did, right? Yeah, I appreciate. Well, yeah, I appreciate a lot of the things in the, uh, I like. <laughs> you wanted more things to recognize and point at the screen and go, "I know what that right. is." I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like, uh, I, I'm gonna clap for the Lucasfilm logo. Um, it's hard to say. I guess. I'm just gonna go with the six out of ten, like, because I, I I appreciate a lot of the chances that it took, but. Mm-hmm. I also don't think that it functioned enough as this kind of, you know, I was going to say summer movie, but it's real fucking cold outside. Uh, <laughs> um, it, six out of ten, that's all I could say. Like, I appreciate some of the chances it took. I really would have liked it if it focused more on uh, Ray and Luke and the Jedi stuff, because that's more interesting to me. Um, I don't really care about a fucking casino planet and enslaving little kids. That's very sad that the kids are slaves, but they're going to be Jedi superheroes in the next movie. So who cares? Um, I think this movie focused on a lot of the wrong things. And I think that if we trimmed it up and kind of reworked it to focus more on, I would, if you're going to have Luke Skywalker be so unrecognizable, uh, and unrelatable, then you need to give me more of why and how he got to that point. Um, like I said, I don't need any of the shit on the casino planet. I, I really don't need that, that lady, the stupid Commodore lady, uh, grand Moff Tarkin. Commander Holdo or, uh, Admiral Holdo. Admiral Waldo. Um, I don't need her. I don't, Snoke was such a non-issue, so I'm not going to even mention that, although that sequence was cool. Um, I would have liked this to be Rey and Kylo's movie, not Finn and Rose's movie. And I feel like it tried to straddle that line way too much. Um, Because that's just not the stuff I'm interested in. Mm. So, yeah, 6 out of 10 is what I give it. Yeah, this is hard for me. I can't... I don't think I can, in good conscience, give it a rating until I see it again. Um, simply because I, I feel, God, I feel like I, I feel like Kylo Ren. I'm being torn apart. Um, no, I, 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 I like and I appreciate the direction that the film is going, and I, I like the, uh, the brashness of taking everything that was set up in the previous films and just kind of brushing it aside and saying nope. We're giving you a story you did not expect. Um, but that being said, the, again, like the, the second act on Canto Bright, it, it didn't work for me. 
Um, as much as I like, like, Rose Tycho and, like, the actress who plays her, like, I, I could have used a little less of her. And, um, so many fucking jokes. There were too many goddamn jokes in this movie for me to take it seriously at all. And that really did nothing but take me out of the movie Well, okay. at every single quip. This is the thing about Rose. Like I, like I said, I like that actress. I thought I even like the character. Um, I just don't think that the second movie in the franchise is where you introduce a character like that. Um, and then decide to give it so much screen time. And I, like I said, I think that was just because yeah, no, Finn I, needed something. Yeah, I just needed uh, no, a sidekick. Um, I, it would have been like if Empire Strikes Back was primarily about Lando Calrissian. Like, I love Lando Calrissian. That wasn't his movie, though. Um, <laughs> I don't know. An argument can be made that he made that movie. He enhanced it quite a bit. He's great, but... Um, I fucking need one of those Colt 45s. Yeah. You remember those? You were around when those were a thing, right? Colt 45s are still a thing, you fuck. <laughs> Go to 7-Eleven no, like get the one Bi- right now. <laughs> I mean, like the Billy D. Williams like the, Colt 45 like ads. commercials? I don't, I don't think so. Maybe. I was probably alive. Was it like a product of the 90s? No, it was a product of the early 70s. Really? Was he famous before Star Wars? Well, yeah, he got into Star Wars after he was in the Colt 45 commercials. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that that, I, I, my brain would have thought logically. He was a nobody until he was in Star Wars. Well, I mean, that, why, why is that a ridiculous statement? I mean, Lando wasn't like a huge character in the movie that he was in. So if that was like a big star, why would you give him a small role? And then, like, yeah, I would, I would definitely stay, say that Star Wars right now is the thing that he's most associated with. So oh, absolutely, that's why he comes back to do Lando's voice in Star Wars Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, man, it's Lando, and he sounds way older than he did. Well, he is way older than he was. <laughs> um, yeah, you know that kind of took me out of it too. Um, I still think he should be Two Face, though. I'd still watch it. I don't care if he's a hundred. <laughs> Yeah, watching watching Rogue One and just hearing James Earl Jones sound so old as Darth Vader, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I, I get that he is old. He's but... gonna be Mufasa in this new Lion King movie. Yeah. Did you know that they were making that? Yeah. Did you know John Oliver is playing Zazu? Yeah, that makes sense. Did you hear about this live action Aladdin movie? Yeah, I think we talked about that. There's no way that you make that movie that's not going to offend just everyone. <laughs> I think uh, I that's got to be the most girl. dangerous movie on Disney stock at the at the moment. Like, I, I, like literally, people know, could, could lose their lives if they if, if 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 it gets real offensive. Um. Well, I mean, um, the girl playing uh, Jasmine is, I think, uh, she was the Pink Ranger in the new Power Rangers movie. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, she's like, and I think she's at least part, part, something. And the the, the genie in the film is being played by Will Smith. <sighs> well, Allahu Akbar. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, That's man. I, it's gotta be the. I, Put that out of my mind. You told Hold me. Hold on, that. stop, 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 stop. It just said uh, GarageBand has detected feedback. Um, just say don't. Uh, just say okay or whatever. Whatever's the most. Monitor on, monitor off. No feedback protection. No feedback protection. Yeah, it just heard your voice for a minute, so it's not gonna be a big deal. Okay. All right, and it's going again. Yeah, you probably just had some headphone bleed, but. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, you know, I'd love to hear someone just take that little segment of that podcast that you just said and yeah, goodness gracious, put that somewhere. Yeah, that like just combined with how oppressively racist you've been through this whole episode. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm, a, guess... I'm a relic of a bygone era. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't live in this new this this this, this PC world. world. I don't where... know how it works. Where Luke Skywalker's an asshole. I'm, I'm like, I'm fine with him being an asshole. I just want him to be an asshole that makes sense. Because I don't... Like, I don't think that you should be able to be one with the Force if you're just okay with the galaxy being destroyed. I don't think that that's like a very Buddhist position. Well, I, I guess, like well, actually, if we think about it, like, it's like a 100 no, Well, no, because like a bodhisattva is somebody that's attained enlightenment and has come back to save the rest of the world. So, yes, I'm, I'm having this argument over over whether or not <laughs> Luke could be considered Buddhist in, in this new movie. And that this applies the to no one conversation to be having. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's have a long intellectual talk about religion in Star Wars. I feel like that would actually be a really interesting um, video made by someone who was not me. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Maz Kanata and just be like a a great question for another time. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like it, I'm not smart enough to uh, to deliver that video, but it there's there's a great video to be made. But uh, also, yeah. she got like what forty seconds of screen time. She did. And that's another one where it's like, wow, what a you got this like huge actress to play this nothing character. Well, I mean, she was she had a bigger role in The Force Awakens and she had Slightly. like a in this. Yeah, but it's like Academy Award winning actress Lupita Nyong'o. I feel like she might be a little bit above this. Well, I mean, fucking Max von Sydow was in The Force Awakens for 40 seconds. It's true. He was also in Game of Thrones for, like, a whole season where I'm just like, oh, God, why are we doing this to Max Fansida? Don't... Come on. <laughs> Don't make him the shitty three-eyed raven. Fuck. <laughs> well, I think that's all I have to say on... Star Wars: Last Jedi. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe the internet will come back around to the we'll idea. Probably of Last come Jedi. back to it. But now that we've done one of these and we know how they work, we could start doing these more frequently, I suppose. There's so much in the world that has happened that we have not discussed. Thor, Justice Thor. League. Oh yeah, Justice League. Strain. Is there anything to say about Justice League? We'll we'll do. We'll uh, well, do this is what Justice I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do a quick. We Justice can do a League. quick Justice League review and then put that at the front before we put the theme. Oh yeah. How's Justice League? Fine. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I don't understand. That's another one where I like. I don't understand the critical hatred of that. It wasn't good. It wasn't like a great movie, but like they're treating it like it's fucking the theatrical cut of BVS. I'm like, no, that's. It is not that bad. To me, I, I think mean, it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon show, but, I mean, come on, that's what it is. Yeah, it just feels like there's a lot of problems that I have with Batman v Superman, but those are problems that, like, all Marvel villains have. So, I mean, like... Oh, you mean with, they uh, took a, with Steppenwolf, like a, you're saying? Steppenwolf was boring and incompetent and... 
Well, it's like if Marvel's always going to get a pass on that when it happens, I don't see why, like, they save their vitriol for this fucking Warner Brothers movie. They're just like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I'm like, no, dude, fucking go watch Age of Ultron, you cunt. Well, you know, I will say this about, like, Thor Ragnarok, though, too. Like, at least, like, Kate Blanchett in it was having fun. She was. So her performance was fun to watch yeah, with that. Yeah, I agree and with then that. Justice League was just... But then also she was wasn't the only flat. bad guy. I think that Goldblum was better than Kate Blanchett. Not because Kate Blanchett is bad, but because his character was just was more, more interesting. interesting. More fun, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just like, fine, whatever. I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. It was, it's, it exists it, and it's I fine. thought it was a, a, a nice step in the right direction, but I don't know that it's going to help in the long run because the more i hear it's <laughs> I don't just know like everything's falling apart anymore yeah, yeah that's the thing is like uh, it, it just seems like they're gonna probably pull the plug um affleck doesn't want to do it anymore and well he's also got a lot of issues in his personal life right now that we don't have to get into but uh, yeah i don't I, I i think that at this point unfortunately the brand identity associated with this movie is so vitriolic um, or associated with this franchise is so vitriolic that I don't know that there's any way that they could actually save it other than to yeah. like fucking Just sell it to Disney. I don't movies. know. Yeah. And that's the thing. Maybe it'll do like a soft reboot where they keep Gal Gadot, but I don't see them ever making a movie, even if it's fucking brilliant that, that both critics and audiences are going to just embrace. So um, well, I mean, shit, I thought, you know, Star Wars was the one common ground that critics and audiences held, but uh, not anymore. Well, that's because I just, I think like the Star Wars reviews here, I'm like, I don't, to say that this is quantifiably as good as The Empire Strikes Back is insane. Literally insane. And that's why I think that the Rotten Tomatoes just system, because we're only talking about the fucking tomato meter, and I've talked about this on the show so many times, why that just system is dumb. System. Yeah. It's just pass fail. So it's not like they're saying this is the fucking Citizen Kane of Star Wars movies. They're just like, yeah, it wasn't awful. But nobody looks at the, the weighted reviews, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know. I, I I I liked an overwhelming majority of the aspects within the film as a whole. Uh, jury's still out. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't think that this movie was a big fuck you to Star Wars fans, like how everyone's saying it is. No, not at all. Uh, not at all. No, but... I think it. I think it's. I think it's what this franchise needed. <laughs> it's after. the movie. It's the movie we needed, just not the one we wanted right now. <laughs> not the one we wanted. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's it's a movie that we needed after something like The Force Awakens and Rogue One. Yeah, like I said, it does a lot of things right, and it, it, it almost directly answers a lot of my, uh, or, or, or a lot of my requests, I should say, after The Force Awakens. But also, it's like, just because you make the movie different and you make it up to the stipulations doesn't mean it's going to be a good movie just out of hand so i will applaud it for you know taking risks but i also think that a lot of the risks didn't really pay off and i think that there's a really good movie in here you just need to tweak it a little bit um put yeah, some more focus some of those fucking quips i you know you know what actually what did make me laugh really hard though in the beginning was the bb-8 thing when he was trying to fix the the lasers on the x-wing yeah you know and that's the thing that's like 
with with Force Awakens, you were saying there are, there are a lot of like fin lines that don't really land, but I think that like primarily the reason I didn't hate that is like all of the humor in there it was just BB-8 centric, and I think it's fine yeah. to have one comic relief character. We don't need everyone to be that character. B- BB-8 and Poe Dameron, like it's a great duo. Yeah, and Poe is a different kind. Like he doesn't have to be a quipster, but he could be snarky. I mean, like, I, I liked that, I, like I said, it goes on a hair too long when he's, like, teasing Donald Gleason at the beginning. Um, yeah, we, we, here's the problem. We don't need every character to be Iron Man. That's the only thing. Right. As long as we can avoid that... Then we'll um, be good. I'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so we'll see. Yeah. But there's other things on the docket that we could always discuss for now. Uh, if we want to play catch-up on the year. Uh, like we didn't talk about Stranger Things two, we didn't yeah. talk about um, it, which I feel like we built up for a real. You didn't see it? No, I didn't see it. Oh my god, what the fuck? We talked about that quite a bit on the show. Like I remember we talked stages. about wanting to see it, yeah, and then I didn't. <laughs> and then you just didn't. What a jerk. I just didn't. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I really liked. I didn't see it. Uh, Disaster Artist was I haven't seen it yet. I'm pretty good. still going to see it. I'll probably have to see it in Florida, though. Oh, I'll definitely have to see it in Florida because I'm leaving tomorrow. Um, and uh, Shape of Water, I'm looking forward to but have not yet seen. I got this movie pass, man. It's the best thing ever. You could just go see every movie for $9.99 a month. Probably do that. You probably should. Probably do that. Yeah, but what's going to happen fucking next month when it's fuck you, it's January? <laughs> Oh, that's true. It's gonna be it's gonna be a painful month to get through. Because I feel like I have to see movies money. now that I have a subscription. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll get through it. Well, is that all we got? That's all I got. And that's all she wrote. So I'm Tyler Pino, and I'm Michael Holler. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, my house. <laughs>